Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we get into the episode, I want to invite you to join me on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for an energetic tune-up. I teach these um, classes on Soul Tribe Online. We have a sliding scale for monthly membership. And what I love about the platform is it's a lovely community of people. And we also have a class archive. So if you can't make it to the class live, I always record them and put them in the class archive so you can do the class when it works for you. And in 45 to 50 minutes, we move, breathe, meditate, and receive energy. So it's a very efficient and, and effective um, offering that I really have honed over these last few years. So if you are interested, please join us in the new year. I'd love to see you there. And now on to the episode. Enjoy and happy holidays. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me for this contemplation on the end of the year. <laughs> I was trying to think what would the title be, and I'm not sure if that's it, but (laughs) Um, what I want to really talk about is, well, really what I'm doing is giving you a pep talk (laughs) about the end of the year and the new year and how to stay in your integrity and also how to remember to do the self-care things that matter most. So, and self-care has gotten such a bad rap. It's like become a meme, right? But it's so frustrating to me. I think we just need to re, well, it's been, (laughs) it's been rebranded and it's, 
the rebrand isn't working. (laughs) And I want to come back to what it's about is giving yourself the space to connect with yourself. And that can be in the form of a facial or a um, pedicure or whatever, whatever feels really luxurious and um, supportive and something that you truly want. There is no limitation around that. And for me, that is something that my sadhana, my meditation, doing it every morning is such a, it's like the more that I observe all the people around me, and the, and I mean, you know, not just people I know, but people in the world, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm just so grateful that I have the time and make the time to to do this for myself because I have completely like shifted who I am in the last say 10 years because of it. So yes, I do all sorts of other things like um deep dives, like classes and courses and um, all of these kinds of things. But the daily practice is where it's at. And you may be tempted over the holidays (laughs) to, it's like, oh, I'm so busy and I have this and that. and And then maybe you're traveling or maybe you're hosting people and it can it can be really easy to justify not doing that giving yourself that time in the morning or the evening before bed i i would recommend both <laughs> but that's that's just me um i i personally think that it needs to happen in the morning because if it's it's like then it, then you've done it you know, okay, I have spent some time observing myself and I have spent some time like connecting. And if you, I I also am connecting with my guides, really connecting and observing my energy. And it has made me more um, able to navigate life without getting overwhelmed it has made me more able to, well, the observation that others have made in my life that, you know, are with me regularly is that I have a calming effect on them, which is not why why I'm doing it, but hey, that's great. (laughs) Um, And also, I haven't always been this way, right? So, those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while know that I I have a backstory <laughs> and I was not always Zen Sue's. <laughs> so 
And I certainly have my moments now too, but I am able to observe myself. So I had a conversation. We had our work holiday party last weekend and I saw someone, you know, a wife of someone that, you know, doesn't work with me that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And she was telling me that she was using an app to meditate. And I was just so excited. And I was, we were talking about meditation at this holiday party where, you know, people are drinking, getting drunk and dancing and all the things. So, so that was really fun. And also just really encouraging because I I do think it has, meditation has become mainstream. You've probably observed this. There are so many different apps out there that are helping people connect with, with themselves and, you know, just, and some people, I think a lot of people come to it because they are overwhelmed. Perhaps they're depressed or have anxiety and meditation can really help with that. So what I told her and what I will tell you, and I've told you this before, if you've listened to this podcast, is even just three to five to 10, 11 minutes a day, every single day is so much better than not doing it consistently and only doing it when you have like, uh, you know, you've made the space to give yourself an hour and sit like it doesn't, it's just much more. It's the daily practice that shifts things because you get to observe yourself on a more granular scale. And what happens is you, it's essentially we're training our mind. And in Kundalini yoga meditations, there are all these very intense practices where you're holding your arms up and you're breathing in a certain way, or, you know, you're holding a, a posture that becomes uncomfortable quite quickly. <laughs> And what we're doing there is we're teaching our nervous system. We're training our nervous system to be at ease, even under stress. And when you do that in a way that you're in a controlled setting, essentially, you're doing it specifically for a specific time in a specific way. And your nervous system then becomes more at ease. And then when you experience stress in your life, you can handle it more easily. And I tell you this as someone who has experienced it for now quite a long time. And it's not to say that stress doesn't happen. We, this is, the world we live in. And the only way that you can bring more ease into your life is to shift your perspective. Because you can't, well, I think of most of like the 
anxiety comes from not being out of control. And this is also why people get depressed. This is why people drink. This is why people um, do drugs, eat, shop, all the things. This is why it's, it's a numbing because it's like everything is so overwhelming and they realize they have no control. It's all happening in the background, in the subconscious. Sometimes it's conscious, but often it's subconscious. And it, it's like, it's enough to really um, cause all the problems that are happening on the planet right now. So yes, I do truly believe that meditation can help everything. And if you don't believe me, why don't you try it and prove it to me? <laughs> Because you're certainly not proving the opposite by not doing it. You're just proving that, wow, this doesn't work either. (laughs) So yeah, this was really meant to be a pep talk to keep up the practice. If you are, if you do have a regular practice, please keep it up over the holidays. When, you know, just depending on your life, (laughs) what you do on the holidays, your traditions, maybe you do nothing and you're lonely. Any of these things are, you know, can be triggering to people, family members, financial pressures. There's so much weather, travel. Last year I had a a hellacious trip to New Jersey. I got there eventually, but man, it was a very long day (laughs) and night. Um, and then because of that lack of sleep, I basically had an unintentional, um, red eye, (laughs) sitting in the airport for eight hours. And then finally we left at like 10 o'clock at night. And so I arrived at six in the morning and it just set me up for not, not feeling, you know, not having the immunity. And, and then I got, I got sick. I didn't get, it wasn't COVID, but it was, it was a pretty gnarly cold and I hadn't been sick in years. Cause, (laughs) because during COVID I was, living alone and working at home. So it, you know, it really was like a bummer, but I also knew, okay, I need to rest. Like I'm not going to, first of all, it also, I mean, I was with my family. I was staying at my mom's house and I was with my family on Christmas. And I think the next day, couple of days. Like I basically read, I had a day at my mom's house where I didn't do anything. And so many people wouldn't give themselves that rest. And then I still wasn't feeling great. Um, when I got home and I just really rested, it was clear t- that my body was like telling me. So this is the other thing I want to share that often when you get sick, 
it's, and this happens a a lot when you go on vacation, it's because your body's finally like, oh, okay, we can relax, but it ensures that you rest (laughs) by me, by getting you sick or hurt, right? Like sometimes people will have like a terrible back, you know, back pain, just flare up when they're stressed. This is your body talking to you. So all of these things are things, it still will happen. So I'm not saying like, oh, it makes you magical. Although I do. I'm working on that. (laughs) Um, It really is, is that you can, navigate and listen to your body and your mind and your, um, you can discern the conditioning and the negative mind versus the truth and the intuitive wisdom within you. Because we all have a positive, a negative and a neutral mind and the and we need them all. But when we're making like decisions, major decisions, we want to do that from the neutral place. The negative mind keeps you safe. The positive mind motivates you and gets you going. And the neutral mind observes and allows you to see all perspectives. So that's how I want to make decisions in my life is through that neutral lens. And you can't have that neutral lens if you don't cultivate it. And then the other thing I want to mention is that we're in this really incredible energetic portal that opens, essentially, it was kind of opened already at the beginning of December, but December 12-12 through to the solstice, which is the 21st. And this is no matter where you are on the planet, because if you're in the south, you're experiencing the summer solstice. If you're in the north, you're experiencing the winter solstice. The solstices are these incredible portals of energy. And this one in, in December, we're more aligned with the galactic center, the galactic heart. So the heart of our galaxy. And so we can invite that energy in. Again, you can't be like out partying and drinking and eating and um, shopping and doing all that all the time if you want to. work with this energy. You have to have some downtime where you, and by downtime, I mean time in silence with yourself. And then, so yeah, working with that energy, it really, this awareness came in um, for me last week during a yoga class that And it's something I knew intellectually, but it really landed for me in a new way. And it is that 
it's not, we talk about light codes and we talk about um, ascension and we talk about all this energy coming in from out there. And while that's true, what's also true is that it's coming in and then your body, your energy field remembers and turns on those codes because they're already within you. So you, it's like you're activating energy by being aware of all of this amazing light frequency that's coming in. And even though in the winter solstice, it's the, the shortest day of the year, the most dark of the year, it's not that the sun or any of the stars are fading. It's that we have turned away from the sun. We've turned away from the light. And it is a beautiful opportunity for us to remember that we have this inner light. And so that's what my offerings have been about this month on in the class. It's inner luminary. And then in my, we're doing a solstice immersion, eight days immersing in our inner light. And it's just been so beautiful. So I encourage you to connect with that. And really during the solstice, before we get into towards the new year, while the new year is sort of like this arbitrary date based on whatever the heck the religious and the religious and governmental authorities deemed (laughs) was the calendar. It's not really like based on nature. Um, The moons are, would be a more natural way of, of tracking months. However, because for so long, humanity has, has called January 1st, the new year, it has, there is energy around that. We have collectively created this newness on that day. And so what I'm saying is it really is this full, it's a portal. So we're, it's like a full on energy vortex from 1212 all the way into the new year is when you can be really getting clear with yourself about, well, I recommend doing some reflection on the past year and then really thinking carefully and clearly about your intentions for the new year. And this isn't like a new year's resolution. This is wisdom that comes from within you that you know you need to commit to X, Y, or Z. And you're really committing to putting energy towards manifesting that outcome. So if you, and you can think about those, really bring them in. I also write them down. One of my teachers has 
me doing that before bed because you're subconscious. So you write down like projections. You can write down for the next day or week or month or year every night before bed. And your subconscious is like processing that as you sleep. So working with all of this energy and doing because you have weeks of this energy is you can really give yourself the time to contemplate the past. What have you done? Also really acknowledging the wins, like, you know, and the win can be, wow, this really challenging thing happened. I experienced something really painful and I got through it. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm like, you know, making X amount of money and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I got this award. It's, it's like, these are things, these are very personal. It's wonderful to share them with someone if you have a trusted friend or mentor, um, but they're really personal. And so in the very least giving yourself a few minutes to breathe long and deep. There are a bazillion breath practices out there. And you can do that and then journal and do this every morning. Commit to doing that through the new year and see how it shifts, like how you're looking at your new year. And I guarantee if you do, do that for the, these next however many days, depending on when you're listening to this, you will want to continue in the new year. And by doing something every day for a certain, you know, over after a certain number of days, really 40 days in the Kundalini teachings, we say 40 days is like enough to change a habit. It's essentially you've kind of like created this new habit. And then when you continue, you you start to create these grooves, neural grooves that make it easier to continue the thing. And it really, truly works. So that's your holiday pep talk. <laughs> Please take care of yourself. And, you know, while the holidays, I know um, it can be very indulgent and all. It's like, yeah, I'm not telling you to not indulge. Indulge in, in the things you love and the people you love and indulge in yourself as well. And sleep is so important. It is a huge part, probably the most important part of self-care. And it's finally getting the, (laughs) it's getting its day in the sun right now. People are talking, writing books and talking about sleep in a way that they, that was not the case in the past. So really try to go to bed earlier and Let yourself 
sleep deeply despite all of the chaos of the holidays. And then also I do want to say for those of, for everyone who is going through something painful right now, which is a huge majority of the world, we're with you. It's, it's going to be okay. And I know it, it can be completely overwhelming. And my heart is just pouring out love to all the people and the beings that are experiencing terror right now. No matter where you live or what tradition you come from, these are sacred moments in in a, a year. And when you don't get to have the safety and security to celebrate and acknowledge them, it, it is, it's another way of creating pain. So I just want to acknowledge that, that there, and assure you that there is so much love pouring in from the cosmos, from our, all of these spiritual beings that are here to help. And then from much of humanity, because I, I do believe, I know it's hard to see, but I do believe that the majority of people on this planet do have compassion and want peace. And while that may look and sound different for everybody, I, I believe that most people are not wishing harm on others. And so sending out that prayer of love and peace and neutrality that we can hold each other, we can observe with a neutral, clear mind and have compassion for each other. And with that, I will end the year. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I will be back in the new year, 2024, with new insights and energy and love. And I look forward to seeing what comes. Thank you all so much. Satnam Namaste. Namaste.